Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you again today... Hello. Hello, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Ray Lyon, Brianna Larimer, uh, Dewey Thompson out on assignment. Isn't that That's how they right. say it? Isn't that That's how they right. That's right. We put him to work. <laughs> <laughs> It, it has been a busy, as we said last episode, a busy few months for Missouri Training Institute. Um, it's a blessing. I it mean, is. honestly, it absolutely. Is. Uh, when we think about where we were three years ago uh, yeah. during the pandemic with all the changes and training budgets being cut, uh, we will not complain being busy. No, no. <laughs> and being back in person. Yes. I think it's, it's just a different connection. It is. It is. And we're seeing that pendulum swing again, you know, for oh, a while. Absolutely. There. Everything needed to be online. And now here we are again. Yeah. So. Well, and we even had a, a client that was doing something all online. And I think mentioned to you, like, maybe I need to figure out a way to do this in person. Instead. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. I, I worked with a client um, last week or a couple of weeks ago, I guess now. I don't know. It's all blurring together. But uh, they, they had mentioned that we were doing cohorts and they had one virtual cohort. And they were like, hey, I think we just want to bring everybody on site. Like, we'll just because yeah. we want this. Yeah. So we love it. And uh, we're glad you're loving it. And uh, we hope you're loving this new series. Yeah. Yes. The Confident Professional. And with this, we're really walking through this, what we call self-perception composite of the EQI 2.0 assessment. Just kind of giving you an inside look of, of what this is, maybe piquing your interest. If, if you want to take that individually, we'd be happy to set that up for you. But let's talk about this second piece. We talked about self-regard last week. Mm-hmm. And now another subscale of the self-perception composite is, hold on, wait for it. I've been dying to play some, oh, here some we more go. sound effects here. Wait, wait for it. Drum roll. Hold on, hold on. Wait, this isn't going to be a drum roll, y'all. Oh. Oh, here. Oh, it was kind of like a joke, right? <laughs> That's like a punchline. It line. really was. I know. That didn't work right. We're going to keep playing. Timing is everything. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, multitasking has never been my forte, Ray. Yeah. Um, it just it just hasn't. And so, we're going to we're going to keep trying to throw in some fun sound effects here though. <laughs> We got to use this new we board, do. y'all got it, got me. So yeah, we do. Um, but self actualization. Yes. We'll get back to that. We talk about self actualization, and um, what's interesting is when I was researching for the episode, not only knowing our backgrounds and being certified coaches of the EQI, but I found out this is actually part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. And so talk a little bit because it seems like you're pretty familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Talk a little bit about what that is, and then again how or where the self actualization comes into play. Yeah, you know, I was I first encountered it uh, I gosh, way back in the day when I was thinking about um, motivating my employees, right? In my my early years of uh, leading others. And so Maslow's hierarchy of needs came up in my research and just explaining, you know, people won't achieve or won't be motivated at higher levels if they haven't achieved certain basic needs. And so Maslow's hierarchy of needs has five five levels to it, mm-hmm. you know, starting with the most basic, you know, physiological needs, um, 
safety, you know, personal safety mm-hmm. needs. And then once those uh, areas are met, you know, then we we seek that social connection mm. that we have. And so there's the, kind of that middle space for um, finding love and, and belonging. And then above that is how then in that reflection, you know, we view ourselves. Um, so that esteem level and then self-actualization is the top of the pyramid mm-hmm. um, at Maslow's. But basically identifying if those four other levels aren't met. And from a management standpoint, I can attach certain things, mm-hmm. you know, in a work environment to each of these. Um why would people pursue something beyond themselves? Sure. And I, I, when we were pulling this up and we were talking about it in preparation for this session, um, I think what was just so mind boggling to me was that space you mentioned right before the self-actualization, the esteem piece, because we spoke to that yeah. last week with yeah. self-regard. Yeah. And so, I mean, ultimately, here we are saying, you know, let's tap into yourself, bring more awareness. But then this kind of expanded that that space for me and thinking through um, what are some of those additional barriers? Well, here they are, right? Yeah, if we're yeah. not looking at the psychological or the physiological spaces that you mentioned, um, the safety needs, all of those other areas, uh, really reflecting on how am I doing there before we can even jump into some of this other stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and it also reinforces because Maslow's hierarchy of needs has been around right. for a long time. Right. And it, it kind of reinforces the idea that people are people, you know, we're, we're hardwired the same, whether we're growing up in the thirties or we're growing up in the, the 2030s, people are people regardless. Mm-hmm. And so you and I were speaking about, you know, this is an emotional intelligence um, assessment, but I also do the energy leadership assessment. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the different levels of energy. And as we were kind of going over this for EQ purposes, I was like, oh my gosh, that ties beautifully into the seven levels of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Just because, again, people are people. Right. It's all connected. Yeah. How you do one thing, <laughs> how you do all things. You know, I had somebody challenge me on that in a session uh, not too long ago because they said they actually took a different assessment. And don't ask me which one it was now, but um, that that said opposite. How you do something at home is different than how you do something at work. And I'm like, oh, no. But is your perspective the same? Yeah. Seems is like, your belief system different? Yeah. None of that should change. Right. right. From place you to have, place. Yeah. Values, values that right, that's that, right, right, right. Yeah. So I don't know, not not sold on on that yet, but uh, nonetheless, that we theory, yeah, that theory we'll is look out into there. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and, and yeah, is it a valid and reliable assessment? You exactly. Know? Has it been through rigorous well, exactly testing? So. And talking about assessments, actually, this is a side note to all of it. Um, we are once again getting certified in yet another assessment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but not me. Not no, no, <laughs> not this one. No, yeah. You just went through like a graduate program practically. And hold on, wait for that. Nope. Hold, wait, 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 wait for it. Wait for it. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> it was like a graduate program. It was. it was like 10 months, wasn't it? Yeah. To be a certified it was professional. Very coach. immersive and, and quick. Yeah. You know, and, and all the things that we are certified, like I'm I'm certified in all the things that MTI is certified in. And so it really kind of felt good to step back and say, okay, let, let my colleagues, 
you know, mm-hmm. own something yep. um, for themselves. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to learn what you're learning. Yeah. the So we are going through, uh, Dewey and I, this actually next month. So next month, December, we are going to be going through the six working geniuses. Yeah. And uh, it's through Patrick Lencioni. It's relatively newer compared to all the other ones, but um, really kind of speaks to the heart of, of a personality again yeah. and, and and understanding what is your working genius and how, how can you best show up in a workplace. Yeah. So we're excited to be offering that in 2024. Yeah. So, um, but Back to the EQ uh, portion here, talking about self-actualization. Again, we've been discussing how uh, there this is part of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's part of the EQI 2.0 assessment underneath that self-perception composite. And in that space for us, and the most basic definition I think of as a when I'm coaching individuals here is like, are you dreaming big? You know, like that is at the at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that there there are things out there that you can achieve that are greater than what's maybe even just currently in front of you? Yeah, and it falls in that self perception because mm-hmm. that that belief in yourself and that you're you're worthy of a fulfilling life. Right. And so when you talk about the pursuit of you know, big goals um, comes that worthiness in seeking fulfillment and and participating in activities that, you know, fill your cup. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting the way, you know, we were talking about this before we started um, started this episode, but we balance when we talk about this EQI assessment, and all the different subscales, we will balance some things with others. And I shared last week um, that that self-regard really was actually my lowest subscale when I took the assessment. But self-actualization it, it's very, very high for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think through like, that's kind of an anomaly in some ways, but the reality is like, if you're focused on there's nothing I can't pursue, it might overcome some of that, that self-talk. So. And that's exactly what that would be saying to me mm-hmm. is that looking for that external heightened sense of, of purpose mm-hmm. might fill whatever isn't happening inside. Right. Right. And it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, there are clients I've worked with and, you know, self-actualization is a very difficult space for some people. It's like, well, I'm I'm where I am and I'm grateful for where I am. And I'm like, well, where do you want to go? You know, and 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 what are things that might be kind of of a higher nature? And I feel like people have to believe then that something can be bigger for them out there. Right. You know, people with high self-actualization actually uh, many times are seen to be spiritual or Mm -hmm. have a, have a spiritual belief. And I think that, that, you know, that makes sense. This idea of self-transcendence really. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is something bigger than me Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to my being five, six years old and wanting to be a WWE superstar, Ray. That's right. I was going to do it. Yep. I was determined. What you was almost you? did. Uh, well, I did. I started training. Yes, yep, you I, did. I did. It was fun. A lot of fun. Running <laughs> ropes leaves a lot of hard bruises. I will say that. <laughs> but thinking through your path in this space, you know, I feel like you've always been a very high achiever as well mm-hmm. and very determined. And so what what have been some of those goals or even how have they shifted for you uh, through your experience? Yeah, you know, I uh, again, I kind of go back to my raising because I think, you know, that environment and and the words that were spoken to me and the the models that were put in front of me. And my mom was a, a professional athlete. And so that you have a lot of belief and mm-hmm. you're you're dedicated and determined and, you know, always working to achieve. And even though I felt that there was honesty and candidness um, growing up, I did see a model of somebody who 
achieved at the level she achieved and then maybe even switched you know, genres and said, I'm going to go do this. And my gosh, anybody that knows my mother um, would absolutely agree. You know, whatever she wanted, if she was interested in it, she would go for it. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like, if that if that's going to fulfill and and reward and, you know, kind of satisfy that that cup, you know, she was all for it. So I saw that Mm -hmm. in her. And it's it's interesting to hear that because I think of of uh, growing up in my house and my parents were always telling me, Brianna, you're not you're not superwoman. Like, stop burning the candle at both ends. And uh, like, you know, we're not asking this of you. Uh, I was determined to have straight A's. I was determined to get into college. I was determined to have a scholarship. I was determined to get out early. And I did all of it. None of which was actually, and and I couldn't ever put words to it as to what that drive kind of was. Um, And it's not that my parents weren't, they were driven as well, but just to that point where sometimes it was even overwhelming for them to see what I was putting myself through. And you can't ever really put words to it. And I think that's how I, I, it wasn't a shock when we looked at the EQI report and I saw that self-actualization was as high as it was and it started uh, helping me recognize, however, what was I losing along the way because I had such a high level of self-pursuit? What might I have been letting go of or maybe even in, uh, not taking care of as I needed to throughout that that course, uh, that path? Okay. And uh, there is some some difficulties of overuse mm-hmm. to this particular subscale, just as much as we talked last week about someone who may have a high level of self-regard, too. So overuse being just as dysfunctional as underuse in this space. What are some of those things, Ray? Well, I wanted to ask you because you said you uh, were figuring out and learning like what what things are you missing out on? Yeah. or So what what have you learned? Yeah, um, I was so focused on everything that I needed to do the next step, right? Always pushing the goal line. And um, I didn't enjoy, I didn't take time to enjoy being a kid. I was always concerned about how I was going to get into college. Then when I was in college, I didn't take time to actually enjoy college or to meet college roommates or to do, I guess, the full college experience. I graduated at 19, uh, almost two years early. Um, Then I get out. So I couldn't even go have a celebratory drink when I graduated, (laughs) right? right? Uh, And then I got out. And um, when I moved back here for my first job in television and uh, got here and realized, I'm here. Now what? And I just remember thinking like everything I had, I I had not developed through that time that I probably needed to prepare me for actually being on my own and um, really connected socially, I think, to other individuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, when that that uh, sense of high achievement and just being social creatures, you know, I'm thinking about some people I've worked with. To the point where then those those expectations for mm. yourself now becomes an invisible goal line for others yeah. and not always achievable for them. And then there's that level of disappointment. Accurate. Um, Absolutely accurate. Okay. Absolutely accurate. And what a great way to put that. Um, I I heard I've heard that. So as you start you know, in that space where I kind of paused and I was reflecting on maybe what I hadn't built uh, around me or or in those relationships that when I did build them, 
that to your point exactly, there was this idea of, well, what do you mean? Like, that's what you're going to be okay with. Like, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) What do you mean you do it this way? You know, and um, I think for a while um, that that can really be that can be misconstrued in a lot of ways because you don't you don't mean you don't mean to. Right. You don't mean to. But it's you're to your point. That's all, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it really has. I've needed to have the people around me. So you and Dewey and uh, my amazing husband and now my son to really, you know, my family and friends that to put that back in perspective again, that just because you would do it this way mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't mean that that we're we're not you and we're, you know, you've got to be OK with that. Yeah. You know. We're still humans. Of course. And there's still that um, natural instinct to compare, mm-hmm. right? Because I only have to run as fast as the slowest runner <laughs> to avoid being eaten. Um, you know, so there's always that sense of, of social comparison, and which might have made sense way back. And, and sometimes, you know, it can push us forward, yeah. right? You know, like, oh, I want to be like that. Or, you know, and, and we that's why we find role models. That's, that's where many times that aspiration um, comes from. And then you're mentioning at what point then is it kind of tugging um, at you and preventing you. So we talk about, you know, how is that helping or how is it hindering right. you right. from being successful in the environment you're in? Well, and, and, you know, another piece to this now, I, I I personally haven't experienced this, but I do know some clients I've worked with, people I've talked to where like self, they're also high in self-actualization. Maybe the focus, because you're so focused on that self-pursuit of, of goals and achievements and that some of those other kind of what we'll call social responsibilities, which will be a subscale we'll talk about um, on another episode, but maybe that kind of falls to the wayside a little bit and, and forgetting kind of the bigger picture of like, we're all in this together and how can we set some goals uh, within the social realm as well? How, do, how can we pursue in that space? Yeah. You know, self-actualization has um, kind of that component of autonomy. It does. That yeah. comes with it. And so, you know, you're touching yeah on social responsibility, but also on independence. Mm-hmm. That high level of autonomy, it, it can be destructive. It certainly can be. Um, so, you know, just like, again, we've said with all of these different subscales, really recognizing and part of what we love about the EQI assessment is that it puts you in that space where it gives you your your foundational kind of understanding of where where you are. Um, and then you start asking those kinds of questions. What's helping me? What's hindering me as, as it kind of relates to this? How is it applicable in all spaces of my life? Help me think through if we're trying to contain a level of self-actualization, what are some other strategies that you might suggest? To me, there's some life satisfaction in there mm-hmm. and just kind of taking a, a, a beat to think about the different areas of your life and what is your level of satisfaction. So I, you know, you're trying to get a handle on those, you know, is it um, my finances? Is it my spiritual section? Is it my, you know, um, relationship section? You know, those types of things. But I also think in, in self-actualization, it's the pursuit of things that have meaning to you, mm-hmm. right? And so what what to you is meaningful? And then how realistic are those goals? Do you have goals, <laughs> right? And so I think kind of coming into that identity of, am I looking up? You know, do I want or think I'm worthy of something more? All plays into that self-perception. All right, so we've been talking a lot about this concept of really reining in 
the the self-actualization of maybe you're in a space where it's too high. But if we're trying to really increase this space or, or to to help increase our self-actualization, you know, it seems like it would be important to to learn and maybe grow a little bit more to learn more about who you are. And you talked about feedback in uh, the last session and last episode where we talked about really kind of gaining other people's feedback to help build up some of that knowledge and awareness of what we're bringing to the table. I think the same could apply here, right? Being able to learn through others, being able to learn through personality assessments like the EQI, um, to be able to set those goals, like where do I want to head with this information? Yeah, you know, there there is that point of um, you know what are my values? What do I stand for? How do I then um, demonstrate those? So some value clarification can help in the area of self actualization. I think you mentioned this uh, many times in you know uh, setting goals and setting realistic goals, and for some people that might be. Um, looking to increase in this space or balance this space a little bit, you know, maybe it's just about finding the goals mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that are of interest to self-pursuit. So, of course, that self-awareness, that self-reflection is all part of this growth and development. And I think opening your mind to the idea that maybe I need to be more curious, mm-hmm. I need to um, seek something, you know, just try something on, um, take a take a little bit of a risk and and see if if going beyond my normal comfort zone is something that actually gives back mm-hmm. to and, and I think it is important, you know, one of the the pieces here we think about, especially if you are someone who um, often takes care of others, you know, people pleasing or really focused on on kind of the external needs of everyone else. And then you're in a space where you find, hey, I'm not feeling that pursuit of, of joy or happiness. I, take a look at why you're getting involved in the things that you're getting involved. Sure. In. Are you doing it because you think it truly speaks to your internal values on something? Is it truly something you want to do because you want to do it? Or is it something that you're doing because you think somebody else needs you to do it? Um, and that's that's kind of a space where um, I'm just going to say a gut check moment sometimes kicks in because we want to take care of people, you know, generally speaking, but at, at what cost? Right. At what what cost? And so I'd, I'd be curious. I'd love to hear from our listeners, too, as you've been listening now to these last couple of episodes. First episode, we talked all about self-regard. We talked about how to really look at some strategies for maybe boosting self-regard if that's needed. And now we're talking about the space of self-actualization. Before we jump off here, Ray, any other big takeaways or things in this this realm of self-actualization? No, I, I think you mentioned it at the top of the show was, you know, everything in works together. Mm-hmm. And so really thinking about how is this working with the other components, the other subscales, and it may or may not at whatever score it is or whatever level it is, it may or may not be getting in your way, mm-hmm. you know, or it may only be getting in your way in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I think understanding when something's helping you and when something's, you know, not helping you right. and then that regulation right. of, of that can happen. Right. And you've got to start with the good foundational 
understanding of where you might be in relation to all this. And uh, again, these weren't things I was thinking about before we actually took the assessment here as a team. And it, it was so beneficial to be able to sit down, to do that as a team, to have a conversation about it, to know where everyone was at. And it, it did require a level of vulnerability. Um, but the benefit in the workplace I feel like we've used it in a lot of different ways. And so I encourage you, if that's something you're interested in, reach out to us, mti at missouri.edu. We would love to get you set up with an EQI 2.0 assessment, uh, followed up with that one hour coaching session. I do want to say this. We also have EQI for leaders. Mm, Um, We do EQI 360s. We do EQI for teams. So, you know, everybody has to take the EQI, but we, we often take this in. In fact, we do more of this probably, but we often take this into teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now we don't say, oh, this is Ray, this is Brianna, this is Dewey's EQIs, you know, that kind of thing. We we allow that to happen. We encourage people to share mm-hmm. um, at that level, but we can do um, the assessment for the team. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So lots of good opportunities. We would love to connect with you. Uh, Again, questions, comments, concerns uh, related to anything you've heard on today's episode, send them to us or leave us a comment in the uh, episode comment section below. And until next time, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.